Hi, friends. Hello. You guys missed it. The first take that we did, Christine belched really loud. I maintain that you should have left it in. It is my creative outlet, my creative choice. It's not all about you, Julie. You know, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I didn't want people to be grossed out or anything. Oh man, I had another one, but it was small. Wow. So we have oh. we have a silent guest here today. Yeah. Christine's chinchilla is running around my room. She is. She's having a great time. She really is. <laughs> there you there go. we go. It was a small one. Small but mighty. <laughs> um, it's all because you gave me a drink of your Coke. I'm sorry. It, they're, they're coming. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I sure did. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So yes, we have Christine's chinchilla. She's running around my room right now. Yeah. And she's just hanging out, you know? We asked her if she wanted to be on, and she just ran away and pooped in the corner. Um, (laughs) So we took that as a no. As a no. So today we're doing an episode that I'm actually really excited about. It is an answer to our friend CJ, Coffee Talk with CJ, his challenge. He wanted us to review two movies that are actually some of my personal favorites. So I was totally down for that. Um, Freddy vs. Jason and Mirrors, two really good movies. She's on my foot right now. <laughs> I know. I saw she was reaching for our headphone cords. She wants to play with the cords. No, don't Penny, we asked you if you wanted to be on and you shit in the corner. So, no. So, no. <laughs> I remember both of these movies when they came out. I had to watch them last night. You didn't see them when they came out? Mm, I remember a little bit of Freddy versus Jason, but I'm pretty sure that I saw it and was like making out with a guy at the same time. Oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it in theaters. It came out my freshman year of high school. I remember just wanting to go and seeing it so bad because I have loved Freddy and Jason since I was in middle school and I finally got my mom to let one of my older friends take me and see it because I believe it's rated R. (laughs) And so they took me and I saw it and I was very excited. It was a highlight of my life. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Freddy versus Jason. Then we're going to go into mirrors. So we'll start with Freddy versus Jason. This is one of my all time favorite horror movies. Pennies on your slippers. Oh God. She thinks that they are related. She's grooming herself on them right now. No! (laughs) Freddy vs. Jason is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's top five, definitely. Mostly because I love Freddy, and I love Jason more than Freddy. And to have these two pitted against each other is just pure entertainment. It's like every slasher lover's wet dream, and it is amazing. So we're going to go through the cast. And the director before we get into the plot. Because that's what we do here. So It's our thing. It's our thing. <laughs> so Give us this thing. This came out in 2003. I remember being a freshman in high school. And it is directed by Ronnie Yu. He also directed The Bride of Chucky. Which is another one of my all-time favorite horror movies. He also directed Jet Li's Fearless. Really great movies, both of them. But Bride of Chucky has a special place in my heart. Christine hates it. Because <laughs> there's dolls in it. And we all know how she feels about dolls. And Jennifer Tilly's voice. Yes, that too. Um, so then it stars Robert Englund. He plays Freddy Krueger. Duh. He is synonymous with that role. He's been playing it for years and years and years with the exception of that god-awful remake that they did where Freddy Krueger looks like Voldemort because he doesn't have a nose and it's really stupid. But he obviously plays Freddy Krueger 
And then Ken Kurtzinger, he plays Jason Voorhees, which is obviously a silent role. And he has done a ton of stunt work. He did stunt work for The Watchmen and Cabin in the Woods, which is also one of our faves. One of our faves. And then we have Monica Kina. She plays Lori Campbell. She's done a lot of things, mostly TV stuff, but she was on a couple episodes of Castle and Entourage. And then Jason Ritter, he plays Will Rollins. That is John Ritter's son for anybody that didn't know. And he was in Swim Fan, uh, did a couple episodes of Gravity Falls, and he was also in Frozen 2. So good for him. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> um, so then you have Kelly Rowland, who everybody knows Kelly Rowland is. Is my body too bootylicious for you, babe? She was in Destiny's Child. Duh. And she did that one song with Nelly. I don't remember what it's called. Come on, it's your turn to sing. I don't remember what it's called, but she... Did that one song with Nelly. <laughs> and then uh, Brendan Fletcher plays Mark Davis. He was in Airbud, Arrow, a couple episodes of Arrow. And then Catherine Isabel, who I really like her. She plays Gib and she was in American Mary and uh, an episode of Hannibal. A couple episodes of Hannibal. American Mary's a really great horror movie if y'all haven't seen it. Great body horror movie. Oh, there's bodies in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to get into how this all goes. Uh, this takes place three months after the final Friday, which is also uh, Jason Goes to Hell, one of my faves, just because it's terrible. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan is probably... Fuck are these? Or is either Jason Takes Manhattan or Jason X are probably my favorites. So You are so much more versed I know. in the slasher <laughs> film genre I know. Than I, I am. love slasher films, so this is like amazing to me. Um, so Freddy Krueger, he's now powerless in hell because the residents of Springwood have forgotten about him. So he disguises himself as Pamela Voorhees, who is Jason Voorhees' mother. We all know she was the killer in the original Friday the 13th because that is the question that Drew Barrymore gets wrong in Scream. And she dies. Oh. Yeah. He disguises himself as Pamela Voorhees to manipulate Jason into killing Springwood teenagers to create fear and regain his strength. So Lori Campbell lives with her widowed father in the old house on Elm Street that we all know and love. And uh, her friends Kia and Gib are sleeping over. They're having a little high school girl sleepover, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Drinking some beers, drinking some some menthols. Yeah, you know. Just the typical teenage shit. When I was in high school, I smoked cloves, but that's because I was a weird goth girl who was obsessed with typo negative. So, you know. Arbor lights. <laughs> they are later joined by Trey, Gibbs boyfriend, who is an asshole. Such an He's asshole. He's a dick. <laughs> he deserves everything that came to him. Oh, yes, and more. <laughs> and his friend Blake, whom Kia tries to get Lori to hook up with, but he's real fucking rude. He's real weird. He's yeah. just a weird guy. He sits right next to her. <laughs> yeah, but Lori's, like, really disgusted with him, and I'm like, no, girl, I totally get that. So then Gib and her boyfriend go upstairs to have sex, which you see. Obviously, it's not a horror movie until you, somebody has sex or you see boobs, which in the first, like, second of this mm-hmm. movie, you see boobs. It's amazing. <laughs> and they are high and and tight and fake. They're, and they're all of the things. They're bolt-on titties. They're the Franken titties that where the person moves but the boobs don't. They yeah. just stay there. I was like, there's <laughs> no way those things are natural. No. They have sex. Gib goes to take a shower, and then Jason comes and does probably one of the better kills in yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. He's like laying on the bed and he it's like a he folds the bed like a piece of paper. Yeah, it's like a rollaway bed. Yeah, and he just cuts him. 
just right in half and then just stabs him through the through the thing with his machete. My mom got stuck in one of those rollaway beds, but the <laughs> opposite way. So it was like she was doing a sit-up and oh. like she was oh, no. in half like that. But not when I, she was my mom when she was a little girl. Right. Because she was on the rollaway bed and she was like, hey, Oh you. no, that's awful. <laughs> so they Penny, do they do the mayhem. Penny's causing mayhem. She's jumping. So they do they they do their thing, he dies. And they all like run out and are in the middle of the street. And they're like, and there's randomly a, a police officer driving down. Who the road. is the guy from Scary Movie? He's the, the blonde guy in Scary Movie. And he's also the dad in Riverdale. Yes, he is. Yes, that's right. Um, and he drives by in one of my favorite parts. He's like, "Hey, do you kids need some help?" And the girl's got blood all over her hand. She goes, "What the fuck?" It's like, ooh, okay. So then they take them to the um, precinct. The precinct, and they're like, oh, they th- they suspect. Is that what they're like, yes. Oh, and they okay. suspect that it's Freddie, which is weird. I'm like, why yeah. do they even yeah. suspect that it's him? This yeah. is, I mean, obviously, it takes place on Elm Street. You know, it's in the house. But they immediately go to Freddy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Blake has a nightmare where he wakes up and his father is dead. And then Jason kills him. The police call it a murder-suicide the following day. And they're like hoping to contain Freddy because with Freddy, fear is what he feeds on. So the more that people become afraid of him, the more powerful he he will become. And that's why he's using Jason as his pawn because he can't get to any of these kids. So then Lori's ex-boyfriend, Will Rollins... And his friend Mark Davis are patients at the Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital and they take a drug that's called Hypnosil and it suppresses their dreams. And they're taking this because they had previous contact with Freddy. So they're trying to essentially suppress their dreams and so that they won't plagued by him, I guess. There's a news report about what happened in her house and he knows that's Lori's house. So they escape. And they go to Springwood to tell Lori about Freddie. So then that night, Lori and the others attend a rave in a cornfield. <laughs> it's rather Midwest of them, I think. I never went to a rave in a cornfield. Did you guys ever have raves in cornfields? Not, not, not that I was invited to. Okay, well. Well, if any of my Midwest friends are listening, let me know if you've ever been to a rave in a right? cornfield. Because I sure Damn. as hell never have been. Right? I've been to a regular rave. But not in one a in building. a building. Not one in a cornfield. No. So... At that point, things called foam night. Oh, I've been to a foam night. I went to a foam night in college, and I it was disgusting. (laughs) It's disgusting. When you're a kid, you're like, "This is awesome," and then you go home, and your red your red tube top has bled onto your white bra, so now you have a pink bra, and you fall asleep on your friend's floor, and you wake up with her green shag carpet stuck to your soap ridden head. I didn't have that same experience, but yeah, I could totally see how that would suck. And they had those, like, I was actually just talking to Chase about this a few weeks ago. They used to have the, they would give you those, like, glow sticks, but, like, they look like big Tic Tacs. Yeah. And you could put them in your mouth. I'm like, what a choking hazard. You're dancing right. around, and you're, like, smiling. You're like, look at this. And I'm most okay. of the people there are probably on Molly or uh, Ecstasy, so, you know, or LSD or whatever. Or drunk like me. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so they go to a rave in a cornfield, you know, as one does. Gib passes the fuck out because she gets hammered 
And there's this fucking Billy Idol lookalike that's like... He's got glow sticks all right. over He's him. trying to like date rape her and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So Freddy tries to kill her while she's unconscious, but Jason gets to her first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes Freddy pissed. Yeah, Freddy gets pissed at one point. <laughs> These guys, like, they're total like hits. You can totally tell they're just absolutely ridiculous. Like, they, they see Jason, you know, and they're like, Hey, Jethro, how about you go find yourself a pig to fuck? And then Freddy grabs one of their heads, and, or sorry, Jason grabs one of their heads and turns it all the way around. And they're all like, oh, fuck. And then they light him on fire, which, as you know, nothing can kill Jason. Like, you can't kill him. So he's just walking around on fire. Yeah. When Freddy brought him back, he was basically like a skeleton kind yeah. of with like some skin hanging off. And then all of a sudden you see an anatomical heart beating. Yeah. You're like, oh, all right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, they try. On those wires. They try and kill him. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mom had to go yell at her. <laughs> like Freddy kills her or Jason kills her. Freddy gets pissed. And then he kills a couple other people who are at the um, the rave and this makes Freddy realize that Jason's rampage will deny him victims. So he's let him out, but now he's like, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. So then Linderman and Freeberg <laughs> escape the rave with Will, Lori, and Kia. So Linderman is like kind of a nerd. He was actually played uh, the little brother in Just Friends. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he has a crush on Lori. And he keeps trying to, like, be really nice to her. And Kia's, like, a bitch to him all the time. Yeah, he's not even being weird. No. He's just being super duper nice to her. Yeah, and Freeberg is a total pothead. Yeah. (laughs) I told my husband, I was like, that'd be you. (laughs) And he's, like, not really even, like, a pothead in that sense. But I was like, that'd just be you. You'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) I guess this is a good time to smoke a joint. (laughs) So they escape the rave. And then Lori and Will go to Mark's house. And they find Freddy killing him. Uh, Basically what happened was his older brother killed himself, but it was actually Freddy. And he tried to tell everybody that it was Freddy, but they didn't believe him and put him in the psychiatric hospital. So Freddy like burns onto his back, Freddy's back or whatever, Mm -hmm. which Which is fun. It's funny because it's like Freddy's back, but then at the same time, it's like his back. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So Deputy Stubbs approaches Lori and her friends who realize Freddy's plan. Learning about the hypnosil, they try and steal it from Weston Hills. Freddy possesses Freeberg after (laughs) he fucking shows up as like a caterpillar. Oh, God. And smokes a fucking bong with him. I was like, wow, this is perfect. It reminds me of when Freddy was like that big, long worm thing. Oh, I love Dream Warriors. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to eat Patricia Arquette. Yeah, that's the one where the little girls are outside and they're like, Freddy's home. Yeah, I love that movie. That's like probably my favorite um, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So um, Freddy possesses him and then he disposes all the medicine like a fucking asshole and then he electrocutes the officer mm-hmm. and then he like tranquilizes Jason and then kills Freeberg. So then the teens or no. Yeah. Cause Jason cuts him in half. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then the teens devise a plan to pull Freddy from the dream world into reality so they can force him to fight Jason basically. So they bring the unconscious Jason and they're like, we got to go to camp crystal lake. And I'm like, Oh shit, we're going back. 
to where it all began. <laughs> where he will be at his most strong. And at one point, because Freddy fights Jason in the dream world, where his dream powers show him that Jason's afraid of water because obviously he drowned. So he uses water to make Jason powerless. But at one point they try and give him mouth to mouth. Oh, it's so disgusting. And it's really gross. It, all they do is show his chin and his teeth. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. And he's like spitting water out of his yeah. mouth. And you're like, oh no. So then Lori goes to sleep basically to try and save Jason. Because at this point he's the only one that hey, can. don't chew on that. He's the only one that can destroy Freddy. Freddy attacks her and then reveals that he killed Lori's mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then he like scratches her on her chest really bad. And I was like, Ooh shit. Ow, that's not fun. Which will he saw he thought he saw Lori's dad kill Lori's mom. Mm -hmm. But it was really Freddy. Yes. So then Jason wakes up at Camp Crystal Lake and he chases the keens, the teens into a cabin. Linderman gets killed. It's sad. The cabin really sad. Because he ends up like being pushed into some kind of stake or something yeah. like that. And then they go outside and he lays down by a tree and Kia is like being really nice to him. Of course, he's dying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go on without me. I'll be fine. And then seconds later, he's he, he dead. He bleeds to death. So then the captain catches fire. Lori wakes up, pulls Freddy into the real world, and he and Jason have a fucking smackdown. Just a good old fashioned brawl. It's Awesome. And it's great because when he gets pulled in, like, the fucking guitar starts. Oh, yeah. And, it is some and, metal And Freddy, you can tell Freddy's like, oh, shit. Because Jason is huge. <laughs> and he's on his turf now. So they're fighting. The teams get out of the cabin. Kia distracts Freddy until Jason kills her. Because it's Jason. And then on the dock, Jason tears Freddy's clawed arm off. Yeah. <laughs> After he stabs Jason's eyes, but Jason doesn't give a shit because it's Jason. Jason's like, I don't need eyes where I'm going. rips his arm off and he's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Got your arm. Got your arm. <laughs> so then Lori and Will pour gasoline all over the dock and then they set it on fire. And then their propane tanks, they explode. Freddie and Jason get thrown into the lake. Freddie climbs out and tries to kill Lori and Will, but is impaled by Jason with his own clawed arm. That allows Lori to decapitate Freddie as Jason falls lifeless into the lake. Or is he? Mm-hmm. Lori and, and Will leave the camp, and Jason comes out of the water holding his machete and Freddie's severed head, which is what I, it's what I want a tattoo of. That's like one of my big things that I want. And when Jason's walking out of the water, Freddy winks and he laughs. And that's the end of the movie. And that's the show. Oh my God. I love this movie so fucking much. Oh God. I love it. I don't. <laughs> of course you I'm don't. not a slasher. Per- I'm not a slasher film No, person. you're not. You're not. Um, I just would like my chinchilla to stop chewing on your bookshelf. Stop chewing the bookshelf. Actually, I'm getting rid of that bookshelf. So oh, she well, chew, chew away. She can. <laughs> Jay's K's. I've been yelling at her for nothing. Um, no, I'm not a huge slasher film fan because I don't care about the blood and the guts right. and the elbow going. Okay, no, I do care about elbows and jaws going the wrong way. Yes. But like all the blood and the guts and the mm-hmm. gore, I'm just kind of sit there and I cross my arms and I'm like, <sighs> I love it. But, I don't. I don't feel like it needs. I get that that's its thing, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't personally need that. I love it so much, just because of I think my background 
in special effects and movies like this were kind of what initially got me into special effects. I remember watching Scream when I was younger and being like more interested in how the blood packs work than what was actually going on in the movie. But then as I got older, I learned to appreciate the nuances of slasher movies. Plus, I mean, Freddy and Jason are, I mean, they are slasher films. I don't care what anybody says. You wouldn't have movies like Scream or, you know, anything like that if you didn't have Freddy vs. Jason. Now, people a lot of times argue that, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween, like Leatherface and Michael Myers, those are the slasher, like, gods. And sure, I agree that those are, like, kind of the titans of terror, as Universal Studios calls them, but Freddy and Jason are just, I think, the most iconic as far as slasher villains go. So, yeah, I love this movie. I love it a lot. I watch it all the time. Um, (laughs) You can have it. Yeah, Christine's, like not there with me on the slasher love but my husband loves slasher movies I mean if he's gonna watch a horror movie that's what he's gonna watch so we really when we first started dating kind of bonded over our love of this movie specifically and Jason is like my favorite if I'm team Freddy or team Jason I'm definitely team Jason and anybody who knows me can attest to that because I have hundreds of t-shirts with Jason on them I did like the scene where Kelly Rowland was trying to diss Freddie. She's like, you're not scary at all. What are those oh, yeah. butter knives on your hand? And right. you wear a Christmas sweater? And right. he like lunges towards her and she's like, ah! yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, uh, you're not doing a very good job of trying to convince him that you're not scared. No. So next we're going to do mirrors. Ready. This movie actually freaked me out a little bit. Uh, The end did. Damn it, I almost had her. We're trying to corral Penny so she won't cause mayhem and destruction. She may be little bit nightmares and I got her. <laughs> she got her. Got you. She's in there. She's in her carrier and uh-huh. I am. Not going to be yelling at her anymore. I know you were really enjoying hearing me Sorry. yell at my chinchilla. <laughs> Anyways, on to Mirrors. It was out in 2008, directed by Alexandre Aja. He directed Piranha 3D. Oh my god. Horns, which is one Ooh. of my freaking favorites. Horns is good. If you can believe this, I read the book. I, I can read, much to uh, everybody's chagrin. Uh, and also Crawl, directed Crawl. Oh, yeah, that new one that came yeah. out not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stars Kiefer Sutherland as Ben Carson. Yes, Kiefer. He was in Stand By Me and The Three Musketeers, which was my main thing that I know him from is The Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Paula Patton as Amy Carson. She was in Hitch and also Alsher Arthur. Arthur. Also Deja Vu. And also Amy Smart plays Kiefer Sutherland's sister, Angie Carson. She was in Varsity Blues and Just Friends. She was also one of the late 90s, early 2000s. She was also in uh, Rat Race. Yes, I love her in Rat Race. It's a race, a race. Oh my God, I love that movie. (laughs) Yes. So onto it, onto it. Security guard runs through a subway station until he enters a room he cannot escape and starts begging his own reflection in a mirror for his life. You're like, what the hell is going on? There's like mirrors everywhere mm-hmm. and he seems scared and he's talking to himself. Then his reflection, like he he punches the mirror mm-hmm. and a shard of mirror comes off and I'm like, ooh, that's seven years of bad luck, motherfucker. <laughs> his reflection uses a shard, the shard that broke off to slice into his own throat. Oh yeah, I hate when people cut their own throats or like throats and they show we watch the unedited version oh yeah they show everything and it's like 
Okay, yep, there's his open throat. Yay! Uh, the wound reflects upon the real security guard's body, killing him. Mm-hmm. So. So what happens in the mirror happens <clears throat> to you in your yes, life, Yes, but you're really not doing you're it. You're not doing it to yourself, yeah. yeah. Ben Carson, Keeper Sutherland, is a suspended police detective. Begins his first day as a night security guard at the Mayflower, which is a luxury department store that was gutted and shuttered. Gutted and shuttered. <laughs> wow. Uh, five years prior. Mm-hmm. The building still contains numerous mirrors from the store. So there's mirrors like fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. On Ben's first night of patrol, he finds a mirror that appears to be covered with handprints, but only on the reflected side of the glass. He sees an open door in the reflection while it's closed. Over time, Ben begins to see more intense visions, which he initially shrugs off as hallucinations. He soon finds the wallet of Gary Lewis, the previous night guard from the beginning of the film, Mm -hmm. who slashes his own throat. Yes. Uh, Well, the reflection does. Mm -hmm. Who supposedly killed himself. Inside is a note that says, Essaker. After noticing the absence of blood on the mirror shard in Gary's crime photos, Ben is convinced that the mirrors make people do things to themselves that they're not actually doing. Smart cookie. No wonder he's a detective. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ben's sister Angie, Amy Smart, is killed by her reflection as it it grips its jaw oh. and slowly pulls its mouth apart, causing her to bleed profusely. I hate Dude, that scene. This scene is was crazy. Insane. Like, you see her looking at herself in the mirror, like we, you know, like everybody does, like, oh, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. And then she goes and sits down, but her reflection doesn't follow her. It just stands there and stares. And then she's like lounging in the bath. And then all of a sudden you see her reflection put both hands in her mouth and just start to rip. I hate it. And then all of a sudden you see her mouth as she's in the bathtub just opening and looking the same as it is in the reflection. And she can't stop it. Mm. And it shows everything. Like her jaw fucking falling off. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's if you are squeamish at all, you better cover your ears and close your eyes. Because that, <laughs> that makes me sad. You better cover your ears and close your eyes because you're not going to be yeah, able to handle that was, it. Uh-uh. But let me just say that I have kind of had a dream like that before I saw this movie. I had a dream that my boyfriend at the time, his brother was cheating on his wife. Oh. And I found the girl. <gasps> And I, like, reached into her mouth and ripped her cheek off. Oh! Like, her cheek just came off. Jesus. Like a puzzle piece. Okay. I was like, wow, I got some pent-up anger. Or something. Or something. Yeah. Ben is distraught when he finds her body. Obviously, it's Duh. her brother. Right. He attempts to destroy the mirrors at the Mayflower, but they're impervious to damage. Like, he tries to shoot them. And they don't and they, do And he's, like, hitting it profusely with, like, a bat or, like, a chair or something. They don't break. Nothing. Nothing. He demands to know what the mirrors want and a the cracks appear on one of the mirrors spelling out the word Essaker. Mm-hmm. Ben enters a flooded basement of the Mayflower and finds a small sign stating psychiatric studies in St. Matthew's Hospital underneath. He moves to the site of the leak and begins pulling at the tiles and brick of the wall and finds a room with a chair surrounded by mirrors beyond it. A psychomanti- psychomantium. Realizing that the Mayflower was built on the site of an earlier hospital, 
Ben asked the pol- his police friend, Larry, to help him locate the patient employee manifest for the hospital. Larry finds the name Anna Essaker, a patient of the psychiatric hospital. She was 12 years old at the time and died in a mass suicide. Ben looks through Anna's files and finds an authorization and consent form that negated her death certificate, stating that she had been discharged from the hospital two days before the suicide and is led to believe that Anna is still alive. Meanwhile, Ben's wife, Amy, who's Paula Patton, discovers her son, Mikey, who's Cameron Boyce, who actually passed away last year. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in Grown Ups Mm -hmm. and also, was it Jesse and Nickelodeon? He died from complications of a seizure. Yeah. It was was nice to see him, though, Mm -hmm. like, in this movie. I was like, oh. No. (laughs) (laughs) She discovers her son Mikey's reflection acting differently from the real Mikey. In a panic, she calls Ben, who immediately returns home. Together, they cover every reflective surface in the house with green paint. Ben locates Anna Essaker's childhood home and discovers that as a child, she was violent and uncontrollable and diagnosed with severe schizophrenia. She was taken in by a doctor from St. Matthew's Hospital who believed she was suffering from a rare personality disorder. His treatment was to confine Anna to a chair surrounded by mirrors, believing this would cure her disorder by forcing her to confront her own reflection. (laughs) Ben is told by Anna's brother that when she returned, apparently cured, strange things started happening with the mirrors in their home. As a result, her family sent her to a convent, St. Augustine's Monastery, Mm -hmm. where mirrors are forbidden. Forbidden! Ben visits the convent and finds Anna, who explains that she was actually possessed by a demon, which was drawn from her and became trapped in the mirrors. She explains that it collects souls from those it kills, and if she were to return, it would make it possible for the demon to be brought back into the mortal world. Uh She refuses to go back. Meanwhile, Amy discovers that Mikey is missing at home, and a thin reflective layer of water is completely covering the floor. After putting her daughter in a safe closet, which her reflection almost kills her daughter with a pair of scissors, and it's terrifying. After she puts her daughter in a safe closet. She finds Mikey using a chef's knife to scrape the paint from the mirrors. Amy tries to stop him, but he escapes, obviously possessed. Having threatened her at gunpoint, uh, Ben returns with Anna to the Mayflower and straps her into the chair at the psychomantium. Back at Ben's house, Mikey is suddenly pulled through the water on the floor by his reflection and begins to drown. At the psychomantium, The lights begin to flicker and the building begins to shake as the demons in the mirrors are all released. They repossess Anna and all the mirrors in the Mayflower freaking explode. Simultaneously, Mikey is released from the demon's grip and Amy's able to pull him to safety. Safety? Safety. (laughs) Safety. Amy is able to pull him to safety. Ben is then attacked by the repossessed Anna. He, it, it's Ugh. a pretty... Honestly, that's like probably one of the creepier demons that I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. a lot. He manages to kill her by igniting a nearby gas line, setting off a huge explosion. The old building collapses, killing the demon and trapping Ben under the ceiling as he rushes toward the exit. That was a serious nail-biting scene for oh, me. Oh, yeah, for I was sure. like, oh, my God, is he going to get out? Oh, my God. He, oh, my God. He's not going to get out. He's not going to get out. He, and he doesn't. No. And then you see Ben pull himself out of the rubble, stumbles out of the building. Policemen and firemen are everywhere on the street. And a body is seen being taken in a bag by paramed- paramedics, but nobody notices Ben. Yeah. I was like, 
Uh, are they not going to ask him if he's okay? If he's okay? What like, the hell? What's happening? He looks at an older security guard's name tag and it see and sees that it's written backwards, realizing everything is in reverse like a mirror. He comes upon a mirrored surface in the city and fails to see his own reflection as he reaches out to touch it. He realizes that he's now trapped in the mirror world. He's in the mirror. In the living world, his hand appears as a handprint on the glass surface. Yep. He gets stuck in the mirrors. Yeah. And they did a really good job of making everything backwards. Yes. The stuff on the cop cars, Mm -hmm. the things on the buildings, like people's shirts. Like they actually did a really, really good job of that. I liked this movie. It wasn't my favorite by any means, but I wouldn't say that it's a bad movie. No, it's not a bad movie. Uh, I like this movie. The ending is kind of disappointing, honestly. I think that there could have been other ways to go about this movie and ending it but i did enjoy it there is a second one that's not very good but the chick that plays ren stevens and even stevens um you see her boobs oh and she right (laughs) and she gets her head cut off christy romano yes she got fake ones so good for her um but she dies getting into a shower she's in the shower and the shower breaks and she like decapitates herself on it yeah 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 second one's not very good i like this movie it's definitely got some creepy shit going on the poster a couple a couple of the posters for it i was like i don't like this movie (laughs) but it's it's pretty good i i think out of like all of the movies from that year i really i really like this movie well thanks for coming to this episode. And you're welcome, Coffee with CJ. You're welcome, CJ. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. Coffee with CJ. I hope you I hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. It was I mean, I had to watch the both movies to be able to do this episode, and I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. It was alright. I've seen both of those movies millions of times, so I didn't have to watch them. Well. But that's just me. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please go follow us on our Twitter, BF Horror Story. And Instagram, Best Friends Horror Story. Yeah. And uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up. We're uh, Insidious. Chapters one, two, three, and four. And four. So all four of those. And then we've got some other stuff that we're going to be working on too. So maybe some more silent guests. Silent guests or not. We'll bring Denali next time. We'll bring Freya. She wasn't, she wouldn't be silent. No, (laughs) she would be all over this Yeah, no, she would be losing her shit. Yeah. (laughs) At least it wouldn't be uh, like Apollo though, my old dog. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. He'd be over by the mic, just breathing heavily into it, drooling on you. (laughs) That was my impression of him. Yes, it was good. It was good thanks okay well thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode insidious (laughs) okay bye bye